What's up, Martin? Hey, guys. Never know how to start these lives off. Like, when people are first coming in, what do you say and what do you do? Oh, thanks for the likes, guys. So, in case anyone's wondering, I'm feeling a little bit better. I actually did my first day of work today in about a week. Not much. Not much, Marco. Um, girlfriend's still sick. She's sleep right now I'm feeling a little better bored so I can't really just lay there anymore so I figured I'd go live again because you know it's fun gives me something to do so what you got going on Marco I still got a little bit of the cough, so if you guys hear me coughing, that it's coming through. Hopefully you don't have headphones on. If you do, I apologize, because it's probably really loud hearing me cough. But, how's everybody doing today? You guys having fun on, what is it, Tuesday? Love it, DC. Yeah, absolutely. If you, Anytime you want to hop in and help relieve my boredom. Um, kids are with the ex this week and they're doing better. They're, they caught it. And so they were out of school for a few days, but they're not showing any symptoms. They tested negative. So they were good to go back. Um, I was kind of impressed. I made it through my first day of work after a week of COVID. That's good. Meow madness. Trying to get lace up, up on anything new happening trying to stay awake you trying to stay awake for a reason or just just don't want to go to sleep yet uh. insomniac me you were in the hospital two weeks ago with it Oof. I didn't get that bad I'm, I'm glad you're out of the hospital um, I didn't get that bad with it thankfully I was worried about my girlfriend for a little bit um, she spiked at one point, 106 fever. So we had to, uh, pack her down with some ice, try to drop her body temperature really fast. Um, her fever's down to about a 101 now. I do have tattoos. Um, depending on how you want to count it, I have six, or you could count it as I have, um, I guess five. Because I have two on my each forearm and one on each shoulder. And one of the pieces, it's an Oham piece, which is an old Celtic writing. Um, and part of the, the line is on, the sentence is on one side, one forearm. And then the other sentence is on the other. So it's technically two different pieces because they are independent. But to get the full message in Celtic writing, you have to read both. Ooh, Silver Fox, my... My wife and I were both out for five weeks. Oh, that sucks, Silver Fox. I'm, I'm, I hope you're feeling better now. I hope you're doing, doing better. Yeah, COVID's still rough. I love the back, black background because it feels like we're sitting by a campfire. My first live ever, right after I hit a thousand followers, um, I live streamed a campfire I had outside. It, obviously, you couldn't really see much. Um, 
and you know outside I have a whole bunch of background noise I mean I do live out in the countryside um, but you can hear the cars on the road and stuff like that it didn't go so well I didn't stream it long but that was my first live ever hey Bree you doing some game prep awesome um, my chief symptom right now is fatigue I'm still still exhausted um, like I said I made it through a day of work but I'm just completely out today um i'm kind of surviving off the fact that i've been but i'm not working i'm laying down uh the first day my chief symptom was fever um unless i was taking copious amounts of tylenol and ibuprofen i could not keep my fever down that went pretty normal it would mean normal for a fever the next day um but throughout the whole thing fatigue Body aches and sore throat were my worst symptoms. Um, I had the COVID antiviral. I just took my last dose this morning. Um, and that did help. Um, she took, my girlfriend took her last do dose this morning also. And that's helping get her normal. But with her autoimmune issues, um, it's still going to be a long recovery for her. Last time we had COVID was back December 2020. And she had it for like a month. Um, I don't know how long she's going to have it for this time. Unfortunately. It's just her body does not fight any type of infection. And like DC said, people are acting like it's not not there. I did have headache. Headache was a big one. Um, the body aches were worse than my headache this time. The first time I had it. It was a lot, the headaches were a lot worse. I had those for like two weeks straight. But it was the same, like DC saying, people are acting like it's not there at all. We just passed a million. And if you look on TikTok, even now a lot of creators are posting different things. Oh, thank you for the roses. Um, no, she does not have lupus. Um, she does have a few different issues. Yet the brain fog is pretty rough. The lowest point in my life... Oh, thank you, Patty, for the roses. Um, the lowest point in my life would have to be the highest point in my PTSD. Um, there was a Christmas while I was still in Iraq that basically a well-timed knock on the door from one of my interpreters um, kind of changed the course of events of my life. Let's just put it that way. And that was the lowest point in my life, was the one of the highest points during my PT. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Patty. Perfume. I didn't know that was perfume. Is that like a subtle message that I need to put on perfume? Can you guys like smell me through the phone or something? I'm joking. I'm joking. Thank you. Um, but that was probably the lowest point in my life. I'm to DC. It was a it was a really low point. And when I came back, um I still had a lot of issues with PTSD. <laughs> Thank you, Patty. I, I know it was just a you guys will notice when I'm on live, my sense of humor is a little different than what you see in videos. Um I have a really dry sense of humor, I think. And some people say, um I'm not big on puns, though, but 
I'll make some weird, some weird, uh, jokes. Yet her biggest issue right now is osteomyelitis, a bone infection. Bree. <laughs> um, but yeah, her biggest issue is osteomyelitis. Um, and we've been battling that. December, it'll be around December, November or December will be two years. I can't remember if she got diagnosed with the osteomyelitis before or after we got COVID the first time. But we've been dealing with that for a while. I know you're joking, Bree. I like giving you shit. By the way, if you guys aren't following... If you guys aren't following Bree, AK in the chat, uh, go for it. She does some amazing reaction com commentary. There's a bunch of great videos out of there. Hey, human. How did I meet? Did I meet you're talking about how did I meet my girlfriend? Or how did I meet somebody like Bree that I was just talking about? If you, uh, if you can just clarify What's up, Cryptic? How you doing? I think you mean my girlfriend. Um, we met because our kids were in Scouts together. Um, our girls were in Girl Scouts together. So we met there, and then we both kind of went through a divorce around the same time. And then it just kind of happened that we ended up together. What's up, Ben? Sorry. You guys will see me drinking a lot um, today. It's just flavored water. The Even though today was the last like partial dose of that COVID antiviral, still the weird tasting. Um, still the weird taste in the mouth. Cryptic, uh, she's doing better, but she's still very sick. Um, I'm doing slightly better. Mostly the fatigue today. Everything else is doing pretty good. So for the party wipe, uh, I don't know. You want to start a D and D campaign with an entire party wipe? That's uh, that's unique. It can be a fun experience, um, especially if you're doing like a one shot and you know it's gonna wipe at that point. Or if you're gonna do some arc to make the party wipe. I've done first session party wipes. Or very close session um, early on in the campaign where I um, had a party wipe, but it was a move to the campaign to a different plane, like an afterlife style where they were fighting to get back. Uh, Road Rage did kind of leave the app. His account's still up. He's doing a off app project excuse me after actually quite a few um i'm trying to talk him to coming back i don't know if he will we're still in contact we still text often um we still bust each other's balls so still one of my really good friends but yeah he's not making content anymore oh if you're halfway through the the uh campaign yeah, give them a good tussle. If they wipe, they wipe. They just completely wipe. Weirdest habit I have. That's a hard one. Um, 
I'm a fidgeter. So like I had to buy a whole bunch of like little fidget toys. This honestly the cube's my favorite. Um I have bad habits. I don't know about any weird ones. Like I am a smoker. Been trying to use these to help cut back on them. It's a nicotine pouch. I don't drink a lot. But I can't really think of any like weird habits. My phone has notifications off, um, so I don't know if you sent if I got it. Uh, my Venmo is Big Red Kelt. To my knowledge, I'm the only Big Red Kelt on there. It'll either have a picture of me with the beanie or without. I can't remember which one it is, but let's see. Yeah, I just got it on. I can see it on my watch. That was. Uh, Home, that was mine. I got your email on my watch. Thank you for the, for the uh, donation. You're awesome. Um, I appreciate it greatly. I do. <coughs> uh, so I still haven't done a and d session in a while. Um, as things start slowing down, the girlfriend gets better. I may take Bree up on her offer to to run a one shot for me. Um, like I last played D and D pre campaign or pre COVID. Um, it's I, I enjoy it a lot. Just I don't know how I feel about online D and D. Um, I really enjoy the personal aspect of D&D, being able to be around each other. Unfortunately, in my life, it's still not safe to have a whole bunch of people over at the house due to the girlfriend's health issues. Um, and the fact that we already, I mean, when all of the kids are here, there's eight of us already in this house. Granted, two of the kids are now adults. Um, but if they come over, you're looking at, like, just my immediate family, we're looking at eight people. But I need to get a and d, d campaign, so I may have to break down and try an online campaign. See, in-person campaigns, like, that's how I started. Um, I started playing D&D &D with a school friend back in, like, first grade. So I was, like, six, seven. And, of course, you know, we're fudging the rules a lot. But, um, ODC, it used to be ten. But granted, the mother-in-law lives in the mother-in-law's apartment. So while it's in the same roof, she has her own like full apartment, kitchen, bath, laundry room, everything down there. Um, and when my father-in-law was still alive before he passed from cancer, he was down there with her. So you would think me, the girlfriend, six kids, and then in the mother-in-law's apartment, there was, you know, two people. And we used to do dinner every day upstairs and in my house so they would come up every day um and have dinner so there'd be 10 of us sitting at the table that was a lot it's a lot of food too but um hey pog um in-person campaigns i think are really great um one it makes it a little easier that everyone doesn't have to have their own like resources they don't have to have all the books 
usually everybody I play with ends up having like a player's ma- a player's handbook, but then one person, usually me, if it granted if it's World of Darkness, it's especially me, ends up having the library of everything. And that's usually what house we end up playing at is whoever owns the biggest library or the biggest collection of miniatures so they don't have to transport it. <clears throat> and being able to... I mean, granted, now there's a bunch of online tools that do the maps and all that for you, but it's really nice having that communal. We usually would play D&D um, and have dinner together, like that mentality. Or, every, or if we started around lunch, everybody ate lunch and then come over um, after they had lunch and I would have something in like a crock pot and then I would have, or like my instant pot and partway through the campaign, we would take a short break, everybody go to the bathroom, smoke a cigarette, grab something to eat and then go right back to the game. It was a really fun experience that way. Favorite story of my life to tell. Unfortunately, there's a lot of stories in my life I can't tell. A large part of my life, um, large part of my life was in Iraq. I mean, granted, it was only four years, but that's a lot of my experience. Um, and then a large part of my life is what I do, like how I study the violent extremism and terrorism. And there's a lot of stories I can't tell on that um, just because of, like, NDAs. And there, there is a security clearance involved. Not some super secret badass, but, you know, there is a security clearance involved when you get into intel. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff that I don't say on TikTok, just because I don't go into a lot of personal stuff that would give a lot of detail about me. I agree, there's a good part of face-to-face. If you have a good setup with online, I could see it where you're constantly being able to see everybody's face. Um... That would be useful for me, but also I really enjoy when you're in role-playing scenes, not just the dungeon scenes, but in actual role-playing scenes, being able to use the physical emotion and the physical like look on your face to act out your character. That's a really fun aspect of it, and that's one of the reasons why I like White Wolf so much, is... White Wolf gets more into the storytelling aspect. There is combat, but I've kind of noticed I play D&D when I want to roll dice and blow stuff up. White Wolf is a good for, like, actual... You're doing less combat missions and then more... more actual storytelling and long-term effects... Thank you, Nick the Switch. I'm glad you enjoy the content. Um, If you guys ever have any ideas for content, I'm very bad about checking the Q&A, but I've been trying to get better about it. Um, When people can ask questions and tag it as a question for me to come up with. It's really, if you guys do do that, I'll let you know. If you post it on a video and you're asking a question specific to that video and you do it as a QA and a feature... If it does tell me, I've never seen a way, I haven't seen a way for me to tie it to that video. So I know what, if you're asking like a, using a general question, like, why do you think he thinks that way? I don't know what video you're talking about if you use the Q&A feature. So you got to be a little specific with it, especially with my style content. Um, 
there used to be a way the first iteration of the Q&A, but I haven't seen it now of how they can do that. So I just see the question, but not what video. Thanks, Taz. I'm glad you like it. How you doing, my friend? He came up with this trick called disbelief in reality. Hmm. I am, Nikki. I'm, I'm feeling better. Still not 100%, um, but a lot better. A lot better. Girlfriend's still rough. She's not feeling as well as she should be at this point. Um, but she is getting a little better. I get it. I get it, though. I get through it as all us vets do. Yep. Um, it's weird the amount of stuff that when you're a veteran that you can get get through and put up with um how you can deal a little better with being in the suck a lot of the suck what's up sin yeah a little less sick not a hundred but a little less sick um i think i'm past i gotta take another test i'm, I'm gonna wait a day or two to take it so i haven't had a full negative clear um, but based on how I feel, I think I'm going to get a negative. Same, Tess. Same. <laughs> but, um, I think I'm now at the point where, like, my body is going, okay, now that you're no longer sick, we need to, like, you need to recover. Like, I need to actually get calories into my body. I need to, you know, get enough rest that it can repair the damage. Do I have a second account? I, I do, but I don't use it. The only second account that I have that's actually active is the Baking with Big Red Kelt. If you're mutuals with any other account that says Big Red Kelt, it's a scam account. If you've received any messages asking you if, they, if you would like a psychic reading or just a reading, that's not me. Um, if you see anybody promoting crypto or NFTs, while I do play around with crypto... My extent of crypto is I like buy $5 of Bitcoin every two weeks. Um, just because I like the technology, but I'm not trying to invest in it. So, if you're not, my main active account that I actually do something on is this account. <coughs> if you're mutuals with anybody other than this account or the Baking with Big Red Kelt. There was a Kelt Make Sounds account um, that I don't do anything with anymore. I don't even have access to anymore um somebody asked me for one of my videos to be a sound thank you taz um and i put it there and then when i one time reset my phone i couldn't even remember how to log back into it but this account and then the baking with big red kelp that maybe one day i'll actually use and put some of my like cooking recipes and baking tutorials on um they're just a pain to film to be honest um there's people who do like baking and cooking TikToks. They're they're a different breed. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank you. I'm I'm glad you like the content, Sherlock. But people who do baking content and cooking content, the amount of work that they put into them to make them look that good, that they're a different breed of creators and they're amazing. 
um, they take some serious, like, not just perfecting their baking craft, but learning editing and, you know, storyboarding to get their video to actually look good and be logical in progression. They're just, it's great. Um, one day maybe I'll get to that skill. Um, to be honest, all my videos I do completely within the TikTok app. So editing, I don't really know that well. I've dabbled with Lightworks. Thanks, Mom. I'm glad you enjoy the, uh, Mom Toddy. I'm glad you enjoy the content. I really am. I really do. So, if you guys got any questions, um, content-related, uncontent-related, I don't ever really plan what I want to do on lives. Um, and I don't do a lot of lives, so I don't really know how to host them like some of the other creators who are really good at them. So I'm not really sure. And it's literally just me, a talking head. Like I don't even have a decorated background like some people. <coughs> so whatever you guys want to talk about, I'm down. I'm the content. That is always a weird concept to me. Um, with like me being the content and how I've built this following up. When, like, I honestly, I'll be honest, when it comes to like social media and stuff like that, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I hit record and I start talking. Um, And everybody likes it, which I appreciate. It's great. How do I feel about midterms? I'm being honest. Um, nervous and not optimistic. It seems like, one, we run the risk of everything switching. Switching um, over red, which is worst case scenario. But to be honest, blue's not doing so much either. Granted, I know they're set up in the Senate still, you know, they don't have what they need in it. But even times when they do have what we need, we don't see a lot come out. Um, I am going to, I am voting. Um, voting blue all the way. Because if I have to pick the lesser of two, I'm going to pick the lesser. But... With a lot of stuff I see on social media, see outside, in the real world, it doesn't have me optimistic. I do have a have a worry that enough things are going wrong right now, and that people are not going to attribute them to the correct people. So we may see um, a shift further back red. So. Well, honestly, I don't try to predict elections. I've never been good at it. Um, with guessing, I'm not one of those people who can do the statistician look and accurately predict it. So I cast my vote and I see what happens. My process for investigating people, I don't talk a lot about what I do in OSINT-wise. 
Um, I do get a lot of requests for people asking me to like hold an OSINT class or, <coughs> excuse me, things like that. And I, and that was something I'll never do. Um, I've been offered substantial amounts of money from people online that they would pay for such a class, but I don't feel comfortable teaching it to be a hundred percent honest. I cannot guarantee that I'm not going to be teaching my investigative process to someone with, who has malicious intent or will use it maliciously. So I don't truly teach it. I will say that most of what I use to help identify someone, um, and I identify a lot more people that I make videos on, I have a, a rule that basically my, I'm not going to go after someone for political views that don't cause violence. I'm not going to go after someone because they insult me online. Thanks, Ace. It's got to be like true full-on white supremacist they're threatening violence to someone especially children children get moved up to the the higher rank for me when i do a triage and i get tagged in so much stuff that i do have to triage my osint work and i get a lot of requests for stuff that i can't i can't respond back to i'm averaging <clears throat> i'm averaging about a hundred requests for help a week and about 50 tags a day. Um, there's no way I can keep up with those. Um, it's just me. I don't have a team for this account or anything like that. So I do triage. Every time someone sends me a request, I do a triage. Um, is there violence involved? Is there a risk of safety to someone? Um, especially children. Um, child predators get moved very top of the list. Domestic abusers, things like that. Um, then I look, can I help? Could I, is there something that I could do for this that would help and not cause additional harm? And that's a hard one to judge because a lot of times I get asked by a third party to come out and identify somebody. And if I can get in contact with the actual person that needs the help, not the third party requester, but the actual person that needs to help, I will. If I can't, I have to make a judgment call. Um, I don't get a lot of troll activity in the in the lives, thankfully. I get a lot of troll comments on my videos, but a lot of the people who run those little troll accounts don't want to waste the time in the live. I do have some moderators set up, and my lives are never too huge that even if I don't have a moderator on, I can't just go, okay, block. Um, and I don't really block, I just mute in lives. Uh, my block list on TikTok is still zero. <coughs> I think the only two accounts that I blocked was I temporarily blocked two spam bot accounts that were impersonating me and they were replying to literally every comment on a video that had over a thousand comments saying, hey, hit this WhatsApp. Um, this WhatsApp to talk about crypto. And I blocked them because I could not delete those spam comments at the rate that they were posting them. So I blocked them long enough to notify TikTok. Um, TikTok, of course, did nothing about it. And then after a few days, when I knew that they, the bots would have given up, um, I unblocked them and then went through and cleared all the comments. Because even if I block them, you guys still see the spam comments. And while I have a lot of, you know, the majority of my followers, I don't think you guys would fall for one of those scams, but I don't want to take that risk of somebody thinking that, you know, this is me, especially like 
my content's not designed for kids, but with TikTok, there's no age filter where I can say, hey, don't show this to any account that the person's not at least 18. Um, so I don't want someone stumbling on it, thinking that that WhatsApp is my phone number, and then trying to, you know, contact it and then put themselves in danger. It's only two times I've ever blocked somebody, but then I took them all off the block list, so my block list stays zero. What can you keep advice to keep safe on the internet? The biggest weakness for your safety on the internet is going to be you, to be 100% honest. A lot of those people are going to start talking about, you know, I'm going to find, like I did in my last, one of my videos recently, that I'm going to find your IP and find you. That's a lie. They're not going to. If they are going to identify you, if people do get swatted, it's not somebody finding their IP and then geolocating it to a house. It's somebody taking stuff that you put online about yourself and try to use it to locate where you are. Like, did you make a video or did you post a picture of a local restaurant? Well, then now I know what city you're in. Did you hashtag it? Um, I've realized that somebody's in, you know, random city, Tennessee, because they hashtagged it like Nashville, hashtag Knoxville, whichever, um, hashtag Tennessee. And, you know, they're out walking about in town. Well, now I know kind of, are they, I can start trying to verify, are they there as a tourist? And this is like a vacation video, or do they live there? So you are going to be the biggest weakness in your own safety and privacy online. Um, everybody's heard the simple thing of don't open email attachments that you don't know. Well, same with online. Don't. If, I, if somebody sends you a link or, you know, I don't really consider myself a big creator by TikTok standards. That's up in the millions. But no offense, I'm not going to randomly follow you and send you a link to something. Any links that I want you to have are going to be in my Beacons page. My Discord and all that stuff is in there, my Cameo. I'm not going to send you to a link through TikTok Messenger asking you to sign up and enter your credit card information. Those are scams. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, I still got the body aches. So occasionally I like cracking my neck and back, which is a veteran, they're already messed up. Um, so if it starts to seem too good to be true, so don't click links, don't go to random links, especially in Discord. What's up, Survive? What's up, Rational? Yeah, feeling a little better. Not 100%, but better. But, like, the big tactic in Discord is um, people going to the Discord servers and posting random links. And it being a catch. What's up? <coughs> and it being a catch link. So, like, I have moderators in my Discord. Um, granted, my Discord's not very active. I'll be honest, one of the skills I don't have is community building. I It's not a later um enjoy your dinner i don't have a really strong base for community building so like my discord's not very active um i don't organize protests i join protests i don't organize them that's not my skill set but um if you go into a discord and you see a random link and it's not from like the owner of the discord then don't click it especially if you don't know what it is Especially now with URL masking, all those URL shorteners, 
I have a general rule. Even if I know you, if you send me a shortened URL, I'm not clicking it. Um, at all. Because even if it's my girlfriend, I'm going to talk to her and go, hey, what's that link you sent me first? I'm going to get confirmation from her in such a way that I know it's her. That she didn't get hacked and, you know, somebody sent me a link. If she called, if I call her up or I talk to her on like a lunch break and she's like, oh yeah, that's a dinner idea that we have that I sent you. Okay, then I'll click it. But she doesn't shorten URLs anyway. Um, yes, you are, I, you are an amazing community organizer. I've, I've watched your videos, um, and I think that you do great work in that area. Um, the Discord I kind of have just because, to be honest, like everybody has a Discord. Um, so I kind of created it. I do enjoy it because the times that it is active and there's people online, um, it does let me, like, be able to communicate with them. Um, and shameless plug, I do do a Patreon movie night in my Discord if you're a Patreon subscriber. Uh, once a month I put on a movie night where we watch a public domain movie. I ain't trying to get sued. Um, and then afterwards we have like a little talk session in the Discord verse. Uh, Discord voice channels. Um, it's really fun. I don't get a lot of people to it. I do have a few subscribers, but if you're interested in that thing, um, you just sign up on Patreon. We put it together like we watched Vincent Price's uh, Last Man on Earth. Um, we watched Reefer Madness. Um, one of the anti-marijuana propaganda films. And then me and one of the followers did, <coughs> did a little breakdown talking about it. Because I had honestly never watched it even before that night. A lot of the movies I've never watched. Um, but yeah, Last Man on Earth. Uh, we watched the original. Um, Little Shop of Horrors. You ever had those moments where your brain just doesn't work? We watched the original little, like, original black and white Little Shop of Horrors, not the Merrick Moranis version. Um, and I'd never seen that one either. Um, I started collecting public domain movies because I think they're pretty awesome. But if you're interested, that is in my Patreon. We do it once a month um, in my Discord. And that's a fun feature of Discord. And I may do a video on how to do that for other people because if you run a Discord server... Um, I think you guys would have a lot of fun doing that with your discords. It's a really great way to do it. Um, there's a website that I use to find them. It's completely legal because they are public domain. Um, and then you just basically you're sharing your screen and you and everybody in that discord room are watching a movie together. It's pretty fun. I'm decent with Discord. I haven't done... There's like a lot of different commands that you can do with it. Um, but I used to do the old IRC days. Those chat rooms. Um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I did IRC, ICQ. Um, a bunch of different um, style chat rooms back before I even had like broadband internet. And I was still on dial-up. Um... I was really into like excite.com used to have this plate this uh a chat room called virtual places and it was a really cool one that I spent a lot of time in and that's translated a little well to help with discord especially the IRC uh the commands are kind of the same not fully 
So that's helped out a lot with like learning how to set up there. And I take for any technology, I take the approach of I'm going to play with it. And if I break it, I break it. Um, so like I set up my discord server, I didn't advertise it to anyone. And then I just, <coughs> excuse me, started playing with settings and I figured at worst, if I did the settings wrong and I couldn't fix it, I could delete the discord server and start a new one because I hadn't built up a community in it. And once I got the basics of what I like, I released it. And honestly, that's one of the best ways that I've ever learned any type of technology. Is the worst, the worst thing that can happen is you break it. Unless you physically break it, usually you can fix it. Really easy. So, um, if you're interested in Discord and you've never done it, there's a ton of tutorials online. But make a Discord server. Don't tell anybody about it. Play around with it. And if you break it, you can delete the Discord server and make a new one. Have fun with it. I just saw Big Joe Berserk hop in. How you doing, brother? Mm. But right, what you guys want to talk about? Because I'll be honest, my, I still have COVID haze. So the brain is not fully firing on all cylinders. And today I've just been dealing with trolls all day who don't understand the difference between not liking neo-Nazis and not liking white people. Ooh, Joe, I just got over that. I'm sorry, brother. Oh, that is rough. And we were just talking about that. Like every, every content creator I know, I'm starting to see like a lot of us getting hit with it again. Um, you and there's been a few others that have been posting like test results and everything. Yeah, if you if you do get it, see if you can get your doctor to prescribe you that COVID antiviral. The pills are rough. They messed up my stomach and gave me that bitter taste, but I think they did help. What good shows or movies have I watched lately? I'll be honest, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, TV for me has become more of a background. I put it on so the room that I'm in is not quiet. So I watch, I uh, put a lot of stuff on that I've seen completely over and over again. Um, Rick and Morty, Futurama. Futurama is a big one. Um, um, yesterday I got bored enough that I put on Big Bang Theory to try to lay on the couch and doze off too. I usually do shows that I've seen before. Because it's easy for me to fall asleep. What's up, Jerry? Jeremy the Hulk. Um, I am big into documentaries, but I haven't watched a lot recently. Um, I'll be honest, I really enjoy documentaries about, like, ocean animals, fish, birds, things like that. Um, favorite animals, period, for me are birds and, you know, ocean life. <clears throat> seeing the different documentaries on that. I haven't watched a lot because a lot of them haven't been that much on, um, like, I haven't seen a lot of new ones pop up on, like, streaming services. Um, when my kids are here with us, um, 
we watch Attack on Titan, Hunter Hunter, um, Demon Slayer, you know, some animes. Um, but those are only watch when we're together. Um, like one of my kids is we watch Hunter Hunter together. Um, and then like all the kids together, we watch Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan, but we're waiting on the, yet again, the new season, even though they're claiming it's season four, but season four, part three of Attack on Titan, to me, that's three different seasons. Um, how did my social justice journey and education begin? Um, that's a really tough one because it's kind of came, I don't want to say it came naturally, but going into the idea of social justice and education like that, it went from, it went basically based off life experience. Um, going to Iraq and going to war changed a lot of my views on things um, and like my worldview. To be honest, there was a point in my life that, you know, I would do the stupid thing of, it's just a joke. But seeing a bunch of things like that and seeing, you know, tragedies and all that kind of opened my eyes up to tragedies within our country. And a big one for me, too, was researching my family's culture and history um, and realizing how much... I had lost of my own culture by this concept of whiteness in America and how white supremacy strips us of our own culture and our own ideas and our own folklore and our own history and getting further into my religion. I'm a Celtic pagan and reconnecting with my ancestors and things like that really started helping me see aspects of other people's culture so it's really hard to say, like, there's no point that I picked up a book and said, okay, I'm going to read this and get into social justice. Um, it's kind of been a journey this whole time. Have a good sleep, kitty calls. Kitty cat calls. Yeah, seeing the world and seeing what we do to it changes a lot of the views. What's up, Cozy? Um, and getting to see that and... I'm not the best teacher on that subject, to be honest. So it's really hard for me to say what my journey was with that. A beard care routine. Um, I use a boar bristle brush. I have two of them. One of them's in a different place. I usually keep one by both my desks. <coughs> Excuse me. Still have the cough from all that. Um, this is my favorite. It's got a stiffer side and a lighter side. Lighter side for just adjusting the beard. Stiffer side for when I got the tangles. I used to use the hand method. Um, and then I use Gibbs as my beard oil. Um, I don't really like the names of them. But the smells and how they feel. That's my basic beard routine. My girlfriend is a cosmetologist. So she handles my hair and trimming of the beard. Um, I don't trim my beard a lot, but kind of get the split ends off and line it up. She's been sick, so we haven't lined it up in a while. That's it. Um, white people having no culture. So there's a, a misnomer in that statement. 
Um, it's a good question to ask. It's not that white people don't have culture. There is no white culture. And listen to that very carefully. Um, I'm a white dude. I have a culture. I have a family culture. I have a ethnicity culture. My family's Celt and Germanic. Um, we have those style cultures. There is no unified white culture. So that me looking at another white person, the only like link that we have culture culturally is how we experience the world in the United States and the privilege that us being white gives us. But me being a Celt does not mean that my girlfriend who her kids are Spaniard and Italian, their culture that they grew up with from their family is different than ours. So when people are saying there's no white culture, they're not saying white people don't have culture. There is no culture based around being white. And that's one of the things that really started when I started studying my own family's culture. I started noticing like when I started studying the folklore from where my family originated from and things like that and getting into the Celtic myths and legends and getting more into like the Celtic foods and learning the languages and the history. You start realizing that the American concept of whiteness erases that. And what and when I truly noticed that was when I would be with my white friends and I'd be talking about, you know, what I learned about my family and where we're from. I would sorry, I gotta adjust the back pain from the body aches. I would get the comments of what are you talking about? You know, you're not Celtic, you're American, you know. And when I would start talking about different things like that, I would get brushed off as silly. But I would talk with my POC friends, like one that I had when I first started this journey. Um, we've kind of moved apart because I've moved to a different area. And this was pre, like, everybody had cell phones thing. And um, I've lost his email. Was He was Santorian. And he loved listening to those stories and me talking about, you know, the folklore that came up in my area um, from where my family was hundreds of years ago and things like that. <clears throat> and we would exchange stories and we would talk about different traditions and all that. The white people shunned the idea of me connecting with my family's history and my historical roots and things like that. While POCs looked at me and said, that's great. And it made me realize that the concept of whiteness in America is erasing that. And that's part of one of the cornerstones of white supremacy is homogenizing white people into one group and removing our uniqueness. So that's what a lot of people, at least when I say there's no white culture, that's what I mean. Is if we give into white supremacy and the idea of an American white culture, it's erasing our individuality. I hope that makes sense. Again, I'm not the best teacher on all this. And I'm still learning a lot of these concepts myself. need to listen to the podcast will be wild it's really good i'll look into it um i i'm weird on podcasts my favorite time to listen to podcasts is when i'm driving and i really do love podcasts but to be honest i don't drive much right now um i don't you know i work from home um i order my grocery 
online because I want to minimize. There's certain things I have to go to the store to get, but I mean, literally those stores are five minutes away. Um, like the grocery store that I can get on Instacart doesn't sell the cat food that my cat eats. So I have to go drive that. Um, but so I don't get to listen to podcasts as much as I would like. Um, Logical Warrior cause of body ache and back. Um, one, I normally have it. I'm a disabled veteran. Um, I always have body ache and back. Um, but I'm still getting over the after effects of COVID, which is just making all that amplified. But that's why you see me move around a lot during lives. Because even without COVID, it's really weird for me to sit somewhere. Cawthorn lost. Awesome. I saw... Um, I saw that he was trailing hard, but I hadn't seen the final numbers. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That little neo-Nazi needs to get out of office. Granted, this is still the, the primary. He can still run. Um, there's still ways that he can get on the ballot, even though he didn't win the party's nomination. And hopefully he doesn't, but I think he has pissed off the Republican Party enough that hopefully he will not be, even if he runs independent of a party endorsement. Um, yeah, I'll definitely take it as a win for now. I don't think that he will He will make it anywhere. So hopefully he's a one-term idiot. Now, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, hopefully the same with them. Granted, Marjorie Taylor Greene only won because she ran unopposed. Because her her fan base pretty much bullied her, um, bullied her opposition to the point where they had to withdraw due to threats and anxiety of their life, or threats on their life and anxiety. <coughs> but again, like I said about the midterms, um, I do believe voting is important, but mostly because if you can pick who you're going to fight against, you're you're better off picking the the enemy that you were going to have to fight against. But at this point, I don't see a lot of hope from either party. Um, things that we were promised, we're not getting. And some of them are things that they can do without, you know, Congress and Senate. And then when you have the Supreme Court stacked the way it is, even if we do accomplish something, is it just going to get struck down? So, but again, if you can pick which one you're having to go up against to get the change that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of requests. Uh, runs time. I get a lot of jokes asking that I run for Congress and my res or that I run for office. And my response is, I can't lie like that. I, I have a, there are candidates and politicians that I like more than others, but I have a serious distrust of somebody who, like, wants to make a career out of politics. What's up, Carlos? Um, hey, robotics. But, um, I have a serious distrust of anyone who wants to make a career out of politics. I definitely agree. Logical, I'll take an action over bad action any day. What's up, Mosquito? How you doing, my brother? But yeah, I'll take inaction over bad action any day. Um, 
I can work with inaction easier than I can work with bad action. I can work with a group not passing laws versus, but easier than I can work with a group that's passing dangerous laws or, you know, fascist laws. It's a lot easier to fight against that. So I'll never talk down about voting. Um, just be honest, political hope, I don't have a lot. So just... What's up, snack packs? Um, better. Um, that antiviral that we talked about on Twitter, it seems to have worked. Um, I still got the fatigue. Um, girlfriend's not doing so hot, but she's still a lot better than what she was. Um, I was mentioning earlier at one point her fever hit 106. We had to pack her down with ice. Um, now it's staying about a steady 101, 101.5. Um, we both finished our last dose this morning. We ended up getting it halfway through the day, so, you know, it was a little, our day and night was a little weird, but we talked with our doc, and they are like, go ahead and take it, take the evening dose, and then take the morning dose. Thank you, Appetite. Um, but, so... She's a little more stable. She's uh, sleeping a lot the last few days. Yeah, 106 was scary. Um, to be honest, though, I don't know exactly. Yeah, um, and thanks, Carlos. Um, yeah, that's been one of my new kicks is going after the uh, pedos, especially on the app, and bringing more attention to them. Um we're staying in close contact with her doctor, Snackback. Um, very close contact. Granted, obviously not face-to-face, -face, but there's a messaging portal that we're documenting her temperature throughout the day. We're documenting her symptoms and sending it over. Thankfully, she's not... She's having, like, the basic breathing, you know. It sucks because it's a respiratory virus, but nothing too concerning. Like, her O2 levels aren't dropping things like that um yeah 106 we got her pretty pretty quickly packed down with some ice packs and dropping the core body temperature i kind of went into veteran mode and like we didn't end up having to do it but started running like the coldest bath water i could and packing ice around her body um Basically what I would do if we were out in the field and somebody started suffering, getting close to heat stroke or in heat stroke, how I would drop the core body temperature. Um, but yeah, it was pretty scary. She had that for two nights. She would get it and then, you know, it would take down. <coughs> yeah, I still feeling a lot better. I made it through my first day of work today. That was, that was fun. I had been out of work for just shy of a week. Nope, still the same shirt. You might not be able to see it as well, but it's the same uh, flannel. I go through a, like, TikTok wardrobe last year. It was this green hoodie that I wore. Um, and what's funny is people do comment on it, like, um, a lot when we were doing a lot of the girlfriend's appointments in person, I would be sitting in the car a lot. Because it was uh, still during... COVID, but it was still like 
she could still go in more for a lot of those things. And one day it was just, it was snowing outside. So I had the green hoodie on and I had the, um, I had one of my schmucks from Iraq wrapped around my neck. And apparently that was a big deal of Celts wearing something different. Um, she's, she's good right now, Carlos. Thank you. Um, I appreciate the offer though, my brother. But, um, I do get into a kind of a, like a, a, a style for TikTok, not for any other reason, but my stuff is more, it's less showy comedy style stuff. So I've noticed that if I do like the same look, you know, I've kept the same background, people can focus more on what I'm saying versus, you know, what's in the video. Um, cause this isn't the important stuff when with my style videos, what I'm talking about or what I'm showing on the green screen right there. That's the important stuff. Yeah. Way funny mommy. And I am exhausted. Yep. Exactly. My look and my background don't become the message and it is kind of like a uniform. Um, and to be honest, it, it kind of works out because I have less to think about how I look in the video. Um, the beanie started because it's where I film in the winter was cold. Um, heat rises. I'm lower than where the heat rises to. So it got really cold here. And then I started realizing like, hmm, if I keep wearing it, I don't have to worry about like doing my hair. I can literally go, oh, I have an idea for a video. I don't have to worry about like what I look like. I, I mean, I keep this stuff, this stuff I always wear. This is part of me, but like the hat and the shirt stay in the filming area. So it's like, Oh, I got a video idea. I don't have to think about how do I want to set up my video? I just run down. I grab it. I put this on, I throw the hat on. Um, and then I comb out the beard to kind of make it reasonable because occasionally I'll come down and it looks like that where it's just, you know, looks like this. Cause I haven't done much with it today, but then I take care of it. Um, but I get, I comb down the beard, I shape it up and then I can start filming. Um, I'm not using the mic now, but then at that point, all it is is setting up my phone, plugging in my mic and boom, I'm, I'm filming. I film directly in the app. I caption the app, I post, I'm gone. It's done. Um, it's become more efficient that way. Is standing better or sitting for your better for your back? Throughout the day, um, I rotate. Um, I don't have a standing desk, but my desk is high enough that even standing, I can reach down and hit the keyboard like I need to and go. Um, and, you know, I'll walk around, take some breaks from sitting and walk around. Um, since I work from home, I have the advantage of when I'm on like a break, an actual break or like my lunch, I, I go lay on the couch for a little bit, just kind of lay down, I'll crack my back, um, crack my neck and then I'll go back to it. Um, so it's really, if I'm standing too long, it messes up my back. If I'm sitting too long, it messes up my back and causes problems, um, and I've talked with the VA at this point 
they don't even know if surgery is going to help because it's just the, the wear and tear from the back pain. Um, and I don't use a lot of medications. I don't do stuff really stronger than ibuprofen or Tylenol just because if I'm going to have, I mean, those help a lot anyway, but if I'm going to have, if I'm going to have to take something for a long time, I don't really, yeah, I, I did PT for a while and it took a lot of the back issues away. Um, it's not going to do, talking with my doctor, PT's not going to fix me fully. Um, but it did when I first came back, I did some PT, when I first got my VA set up, I did PT. Um, I saw a chiropractor for a while to kind of do some adjusts. Um, yeah, the, the back pain is, is all from the military. Um, it's one of the few things though, the VA is denied connected to service. So I don't get, um, a disability rating for my back and neck. Thank you, Snackback. I appreciate it. I love your content too. If you're not following him, please do. Um, he's also a very brilliant creator. You have fun, my friend. Thanks for stopping in the live. So yeah, and that's one of the reasons why when I tell people about the military, so there's good aspects of it, but you are going to risk certain things like, you know, the, the constant pain I'm in. And I only, for actual military time, and I did have, you know, I did have defense contractor and then I did have DOD time. Um, but a lot of my problems came from my five years in. And then they got worse with the defense contractor and then the fence, you know, Department of Defense civilian where I was still over there. But I know guys who, you know, they've been in the military same amount of time as me. They never did contractor and they still got jacked up. It's a fun experience. It'll get better once I get... Um, just to get better when I get like the COVID recovery period over. Um, usually like if I have a really bad day with it, I can just pop some ibuprofen. And if I'm not doing something is when I'll notice it. Um, even ibuprofen doesn't take it all the way. Thanks for stopping in. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, if I'm not if I'm just kind of just doing nothing, that's one of the reasons why, like I mentioned earlier, even if I'm doing nothing, I have TV in the background. It gives my brain something to focus on versus just having silence and it if, like letting me think about like the back pain. And also I just really don't like, um, don't really don't like silence in a room. Partly because, oh yeah, um, today was my first day back at work from COVID. Um, tested positive last Wednesday, um, but I started showing symptoms on last Tuesday. So yeah, it was a fun time. And see, I've never been diagnosed with ADHD, 
but the more I get on TikTok and I start seeing people um, talking about like their experiences with ADHD, it starts making me wonder, should I get tested? Um, but I've never been diagnosed. Was getting into TikTok and bearing yourself on social media difficult or easy? Both, um, to be honest. When I first started on TikTok, this was the first non-private like family social media. Um, you know, like I had Facebook that I talked with my army friends on. My, we, me and my kids had attempted to run a YouTube channel um, years ago. And we just did a few videos. We didn't ever do anything with it. But with getting on TikTok, initially it was, what do I make videos about? Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm the same way. Funny. Don't like too much silence, but I can't have too many sounds. But getting on TikTok, and it's gotten easier with TikTok and putting myself out on social media the more I've done it. Um, one of the suggestions I have is if you are, like I started with zero following, I had no, no outside social media, like I love Hank Green, um, and John Green, they're both, both amazing creators about what they talk about, um, but like you can't look at their TikTok success in comparison to them because they've already built a platform somewhere else and then they were able to transfer it to TikTok. I started TikTok with zero um, and, you know, created my Instagram and, um, Twitter and things like that. But if you're getting interested into getting into creating on TikTok, my suggestion is do it to start. Um, as you do it more, like if you go back and look at some of my original content, like some of the first videos I did, they're not polished at all. They're not really even good quality videos. I started on a Samsung Galaxy J6 or whatever. It's like a $50 phone. The thing took me 20, 30 minutes to do a one minute TikTok video because it would constantly lag and freeze. <coughs> I would hit record and I'd have to wait three seconds before it actually start recording. Um, and things like that. And you just start doing it as you start doing it more you'll get more comfortable with it and you'll build up the confidence to talk about things more um and in one of the great things about tiktok is if you scroll long enough you're going to see a video on almost anything um i follow a guy who literally stands in front of his bookshelf and he talks about star trek i think his name is star trek guy i have to look on there um his stuff is amazing and he's just talking about something that he's passionate about. If you're looking on TikTok for something to learn, you'll find it. If you... <coughs> so, and if you don't see a lot of creators talking about something, it's maybe it's because there's a, an opening for the type of content that you would be interested in creating. So if you are interested in it, do it. Honestly, set up a video and start talking. Talk about something you're passionate about. You will find an audience. Um, depending on 
TikTok controls how well video does, to be honest. I've had videos. <coughs> oh, excuse me, let me get some water. See, I'm still having those cough areas. But I've had videos blow up that I was like, this video is not going to go anywhere. And then I've had videos where I thought that this one was going to be great. Um, people are going to love it. It's going to do really well. And it peters out. So that's something to learn too if you're looking into becoming a creator. Is don't truly judge your success based off views. Judge it based off interaction. Um, are you having people comment on your videos that enjoy the content? Or are they learning something? If they are, great. If your video only gets 100 views, it only gets 100 views. But if you got 20 comments that people really enjoy the content, you're doing good as a creator. Followings will come later. Likes will come later. Big videos will come later. Things like that will come out later. <coughs> <coughs> Dang. Oof. The cough gets worse at night. Honestly, a lot worse at night. Um. <coughs> oh, thank you for the roses. Oh. She's doing better. Um. Boy, that one's cool. Thank you. The hanging lights one. That one's awesome. Um, she's doing better. She's still running fevers. Um, it's going to take her a while to fight off fight off COVID. Um, did take her last time. But she's more in a stable range where we're not too worried. We still need to monitor just in case she has a resurgent. It's a resurgence. Um, but not too much of an issue. So... Hopefully she gets better soon. She finished, like I said with me, um, she finished her antiviral round this morning. Um, so she did the full five-day dose, and we'll see how that helps out. But she still she still can't get vaxxed. Um, her, you know, her infectious disease doctor and her primary care <clears throat> right now are still kind of holding off because... One of the requirements to be vaccinated is to get the vaccine is to not be running a fever. And even when she doesn't have COVID, her osteomyelitis causes her to run a hundred, hundred degree fever pretty much every day. So don't really know when we can get her the vax. Um, and then she has to, because of her osteomyelitis, she has to get the dose. And then, um, you know how we had to wait like 15 minutes at the vaccination site, she has to wait an hour to see if she has a reaction to it with her autoimmune issues. Because um, that's what kind of sucks is everyone else in the family is vaccinated. We still have to be very careful with her because if she, like now, <coughs> excuse me, and we've been very careful, but unfortunately, we still end up getting it. Um, it's still rough out there with COVID. Everybody acts like it's gone. But it's still very much a thing. Um, 
yeah, we're hoping that she can too. Um, but we have to get the osteomyelitis taken care of enough that she's not running the fevers so that she can get it. Um, and that's really disheartening for her because she wants to get it so that she can be safer. Um, and with her being immunocompromised already, it's better, the, it's, you know, encouraged for her to get it. It's just she just has to be healthy enough at one point to get it and to be able to go from there. But she's not there. Yeah. Um, I still mask everywhere I go. It's still... I don't know what happened this last time where we ended up getting it. Our kid did graduate from college, um, so we did end up going to that, and I'm pretty sure that's where we ended up picking it up from, was going to their graduation. Um, you can only... Us being cautious is only going to do so well. <coughs> oh. If the cough gets too much worse, I may end the live. Sorry, guys, but... Um, well, it's, it ended up changing one thing. is like we watched one kid graduate, and then the next weekend, um, a lot of our kids are in this early college program where they're, I'm 39, really close to 40, 39. Um, my girlfriend's 40. Um, we, uh, a lot of our kids who are still in high school are this dual enrollment program where they're enrolled in high school and enrolled in a community college at the same time. So we watched one kid graduate from university with their bachelor's degree. And then the next weekend, you know, this last weekend, one of our kids was doing their their uh, community college graduation. Oh, let me adjust. And we actually had to watch that one, you know, live stream because we were sick with COVID. We got it at the other kid's graduation. Um, I don't understand a lot of the employers wanting people to go back to the office. There's certain jobs, obviously, you have to do face-to-face. -face. If you work retail... I gotta find one live where the creator is older than me. How old are you, Logical? Um... <clears throat> But um, if certain jobs like retail, obviously you have to be there to do it, um, even with all, uh, 46. Yeah, I'm, I'm 39. Not, not that long ago. My birthday was in February. Um, but um, a lot of jobs, there's no reason to go back into the office, ever. Like, I have people that I'm... Thank you. Um, I do get a lot of comments about the eyes. But um, I have friends who work in, you know, technology and they're programmers. There's no reason that, unless they're working on something that requires a government security clearance, there's no reason that they need to be in the office. They've worked remotely for the last two years. Why are they going back in the office? The, the interesting thing is, you know, all... Companies are always about saving money and cutting costs. How much money can you save if you don't have to maintain a giant office building? Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw that about Google. It's like, oh, well, we have this and we have this and we have this. Great. You have a restaurant in your office. I have a kitchen in my house. Your restaurant's not helping me. I have dumbbells. If I really want to go to a gym, I can join a gym. There's gyms in my area that are 10 bucks a month. I don't need to go into the office. Granted, my office doesn't have a gym, but like Google talking about all the work stuff. Um, so I don't understand a lot of these companies. Okay, you're, you're paying for all these work privileges. And I know a lot of them are like, oh, we spent the money on this building. Okay, you've already spent that money. That money's gone. You putting the people back in the building isn't bringing you that money back. In fact, it's costing you money because now you have to heat and air condition the building, run electricity in the building, things like that. They don't understand that, you know, you can force me as your employee to pay your electricity bill by having me work at home. I'm already paying my electricity bill. Yeah, tech enables telecommute, but they won't allow your own people to. This is what I never understand. Like I said, I don't work in tech. Um, I have a lot of friends who do. And then, again, unless you have like a security clearance um, with the government where, you know, there's certain projects that, you know, if it's a security clearance job, you can't work outside of a certain area. They're called SCIFs. You have to work in there. And I understand those. <clears throat> but even my friends who worked in SCIFs, during this whole time, they rotated in who would be in the skiff working so that it would limit the amount of people in there. Um, and then they could do their non-classified work at home. Because even when you have a security clearance job, there's a ton of non-classified work. Yeah, the same logic they use to create anti-homesteading laws. It's... I don't get that either. Um... I don't know if I could ever homestead with my disabilities, to be honest, like like a single-family homestead. Um, there's a lot of issues physically that would may prevent me from doing that. But in a lot of states, something simple as collecting rainwater is banned, which would prevent, helps prevent homesteading. And, you know, yeah. The tech ones just amaze me. Your, your entire company's purpose is to enhance technology. We have the technology for people to be able to work from home. Um, I haven't looked, but the ultimate irony would be Zoom telling people to come into the office. That would be the ultimate irony. They spent the entire... But all these companies spent... How much money did all these companies spend getting to where we could work from home these last two years. And they're going to trash it in exchange for the building that they're paying. So, I don't... I don't think I'll ever understand it either. But yeah, I'm waiting for the day that Zoom tells its employees that they have to come in instead of working remotely. in this world is upside down. Worked in the motor pool during COVID. And that's something I noticed about the military too. You end up getting a lot, 
What's up, Gore? You end up getting a lot more work done in certain fields on shifts. Um, a lot of my army buddies, you know, their units shifted to kind of shift work. And they were even talking about it. There's less distractions. There's less, there's more focused, um, there was more focus on actual work to be done versus busy work. How much should I gamble? I'm thinking 20. What, what are we gambling on, Gore? What are we gambling on? Are you, are you doing just like lottery? Like Powerball? Or are you actually like at a casino? Just going to the slots? It depends. I'm, I don't gamble a lot either. But I have gone to a casino. Um... Me and my second ex-wife have gone. Um, me and the girlfriend haven't together. We took 400 for a day at that point. This was years ago. Um, but we took that 400 knowing that we'd estimate we'd leave with four, with zero out of that 400. That, you know, that was our spending money for the, the date. But yeah, if you're doing like penny slots... You can play penny slots for a while on 20 bucks. Yeah, gamble just enough to break even on free drinks. The interesting thing was the time we went to the casino and we took the 400, we actually left up. Um, we were playing the slot machine. We were each playing the slot machine based off the Hangover movie. It was just a really big, popular slot machine in that casino, so we said, you know what, screw it, let's play it, everybody, there's like a line for it, let's see how it's like, um, the jackpot never got really high, there was never like a twenty, thirty thousand dollar jackpot, um, but she hit like one of the mini jackpots, um, for like 450 bucks, and it was like on her first five dollars on that machine, so, it was one of those ones where you would cash out and it would print you a ticket and you have to go up. You can either put the ticket back into the machine or you go up to the you know cashier and they pay you out the ticket. So as soon as she hit that, we printed out the ticket, cleared out her game, put it in our pocket, and we were like, all right, we're going to keep this ticket. We're not gambling this anymore because that way, no matter what we lose out of the 400, we, we came back with everything that we had just just made or brought with us. We ended up doing that and then we went out to eat for the extra 50 bucks, but broke even. Um, but you still go into a casino fully expecting you're going to lose. Uh, slots, there's there's really not a lot of tips I can give you on slots. Sit down into a game that looks fun. Feed money in into it until you're the board or you're out of money that you've determined that you're willing to lose. Um... <coughs> If you're willing to lose 20 bucks, sit down at the machine, feed 20 bucks into it. When you're done, make sure you leave. Only time Hubs and I went to a casino, we won $900 on the third spin on a nickel slot. That is awesome. Um, that is pretty excellent. Yeah, we've cashed out and went to eat and went to the room. That I've, I've noticed that the people to have that self-control, it, it's great. Especially if you do hit something like that. Um... We cashed out that 450. I think it was 450. It was over 400, not too high over. Um, and then we did spend the rest of it. Like, it was gone. We we didn't 
we left broken even. And you know what? Go, go treat yourself. Enjoy spending the money on the slots. Like I said, just make sure you go in with, if you're going to go gamble, you just make sure um, you take in the amount of money that you are okay losing. You know that treat it as you're going into the casino and you're, like, if you're willing to lose 100 bucks, for example, that you're going to spend 100 bucks to have fun. Not that you're going to win money, that you're going to spend a hundred bucks. If you win money, it's a bonus. Um, but yeah, it, a lot of the few times that we went, um, at that point, I didn't even drink a lot. So mostly I just got free sodas all night. You're going to have a blast, Gora. Thanks, Buford. Um, fortunately, I don't discuss my home lodge, just because, like I said, I don't discuss a lot of personal details about me. But it's always great to meet a brother, especially a, worf a past worshipful. Thank you, worshipful. Glad you're here in the live. <laughs> but go have some fun, Gore. Absolutely. If you're going into a casino, have a budget. Definitely have a budget. Um, if you know what you can lose, then... Perfect. But guys, it has been really fun talking with you. As you can probably see from the look on my face, the exhaustion level is kind of kicking in a little much. I think I'm going to have to call it out here. Thank you all for hanging out with me, uh, making me a little less bored tonight. I appreciate it. Love you all. Um, I'm going to try to go live more often. I know I say it every live and then I end up not going live. Life is kind of hectic and lives hard to plan around. But hope you all have a good one. I'll see you on the next live or see you on the next video. Good night, guys.